When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you like that? That's nice, the new intro, nice, baby. Yeah, you nice like intro. That? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the 2024 intro, baby. Um, yeah, I've been trying to find like a synth uh, kind of theme song for my intros too, but it's hard because there's so much, and you, what, which one do I choose? You know, like it, I wanted so to use I, my favorite one so far is uh, what's it called? It's called uh, Future Club by Perturbator, mm -hmm. and uh, oh my God, the man himself, Thor. School what are you doing here, sir? You should be recovering. <laughs> I have a double dose of Amasquita mushrooms, berserker style. So <laughs> I start foaming at the mouth. Let everybody know it's okay. Oh, man. Man, it's, I'm, it's good to see you, Thor. It really is. Right, good to um, see you guys, too. Yeah. I, mean, I guys... don't actually really see you out the left side, but I hear you and I can see on the left. There's a little bit of uh, spatial dysphoria, which yeah. is freaking bizarre as hell. Um, if I see anything black on the ground, it looks like a, a void hole and it feels like it's sucking me in. It's very strange. Oh, <laughs> but that hopefully that'll go away. Oh, I hope it goes away soon. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know Dude, how that's... they say you look in the void long enough, it sucks you in? It's the first yeah. thing I started seeing when I saw a black carpet on the ground. I'm like, oh, this is not good, man. This is not good. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's but, scary. Uh, but but I'm glad you're here, Thor, because uh, honestly, today we were we're going to really plug your your GoFundMe. Okay. Um, so you could talk about some of this yourself. I do want I wanted to show this uh, because our our friend Glenn Lawrence put this together to help show people like what what it is that we're trying to do here. If you don't mind, I'm, I'm very touched. Yes. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Glenn Lawrence. And I got some unfortunate news to share. Our good friend, RP Thor, is currently in the hospital with the brain tumor. And it looks like they're going to be needing to do surgery soon. Now, normally, the, I wouldn't worry because Thor is like, what? The God amongst men. What's going to stop him? If thousands of volts of electricity couldn't take him out. I highly doubt a little whatever in his noggin is going to stop him, but it definitely will slow him down. And see, that's where the problem is. See, Thor's wife, Missy, she was involved in a horrible accident that left her in need of care around the clock. And that's what Thor has been doing besides working and podcasting and, and coaching you guys. Yeah pretty crazy but now with him going under the knife and him gonna need time to recover his biggest worry is not that he's gonna make it through his biggest worry is i need someone to take care of missy 
I need her to make sure that she has help. And that's where you come in. Donate at the link behind me and you could help us fund Missy's in-home care provider during the time that Thor is recovering. So please, let's band together as men, as brothers, and let's go help a brother in need. Help him like he's helped you. I'm R.P. Thor and welcome to the Dragon Ship. All right. So as you guys could see, Thor survived as we all knew he would because he is the god amongst men. But uh, but Missy still needs that help. Yeah. Missy still needs that help. So that's why we're still pushing for this. Only a scratch. Only took half my brain. <laughs> so what did you say? They found a red pill in there? Is oh, well, yeah, you know. I mean, was it a suppository or was it a pill? <laughs> well, here's the thing. It must have some tendrils because, you know, they got in there, just scratch, you know, couldn't see. And they got something the size of a lemon out of there and it ended up being, you know, this giant red pill. And I woke up as a as like this Biden supporter and uh, <laughs> I started really liking rainbows and shit. <laughs> and so I knew I was kind of in trouble at that point with all the, yeah. that dysphoria. They so, shoved that yeah. they shoved that suppository so far up your up your butt that it ended up in your brain. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. It's the only way they could slow me down, I guess. <laughs> Oh, but it did, it did feel a little bit like it, it was still a little bit like getting hit in the head with a hammer a couple of times. Yeah. But that's oh, okay. Yeah. So we're uh, delivery. So that's good. <laughs> and you know what? With everything everybody did, I mean, I got to say to help Missy out, that was, that was giant. Cause I am her full-time caregiver and, you know, been married 32 years to her and she's a great person. And um, I'm on the road to recovery. That's going to come back. You know, even though I have the dysphoria now that will come back and, we're going to get some, you know, we're going to get some other stuff done to make sure that it doesn't come back too, too aggressive or anything like that. So it'll be fine. You know, as long as I can recover a little bit of that dysphoria, it's like being on mushrooms right now, seeing strange things. Like I told you, when you see a black carpet, it's trying to suck me into the void and shit like that. That's weird, <laughs> but it's also kind of comedic too. So just take yeah. it with a grain of salt. It's good to see that you're, you're positive and up, upbeat with it. Um, I do want to say that the GoFundMe, we're, we're now up to 24,422. I, I checked right before the show. I'd like to see it get up to at least 25K, if not 30K. If we can do it, 30K, I have to, you guys think we could do that? Can, I, can I do a couple shout outs to a couple people? I, mean, I was so moved. Yeah, please. And, and those, it was just so moving. It was hard to watch because I didn't see it till I got back. And, and uh, yeah, those bowel movements were big too. <laughs> but no on a serious note uh tristan andrew unfreaking believable uh bitcoin donation thank you um pearl you know I, I don't know what to say that was pretty amazing um and then you know rule zero guys sterling cooper came immediately in and i got immediate care for her which was pretty amazing and of course with glenn and and paul jumping in all the rule zero guys um I didn't ask for any of that. Didn't would not. Um, I did have some contingencies, but uh, to see what everybody did really tells me a lot about this community at its core, and not what's been projected upon us out there in the public as the whipping boys. Not like that <laughs> at all. Um, so thanks everybody, and shout out to those folks. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate everything uh, everyone's done. Um. 
so the topic today, I mean, besides helping Thor out, uh, actually came from Nuke. Nuke suggested uh, that we talk about the myth of the lonely old man today as the topic. If you guys are unaware, Rolo wrote a blog article about this back in 2011. I'll drop a link to that in the chat here. 13 so years ago read. today, yeah, or 13 years ago, uh, September 2011. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. That's one of the first ones I, I read. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it makes you it definitely makes you think and. Um, to make this easier, I thought we could, you know, go through the key concepts of the article and not just, you know, read it verbatim um, and then just go around the horn, just discuss them. And Nuke, let's start with you since this was your idea. You also just did a stream about this like yesterday, right? Correct. Yeah. Or Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Okay. So the first key concept here is uh, loneliness as a uh, societal construct. So Rolo discusses how society amplifies the fear of loneliness particularly in Western culture, leading individuals to prioritize relationships over personal growth and independence. What are your thoughts on that? Nuke? Uh, well, I mean, even as a young kid, like my mom, when I get into fights with my mom, she would always say like, hey, you're going to die alone if you don't change your attitude. Right. And then it's just like that, using that fear to manipulate guys into thinking that marriage is some <laughs> kind of blissful solve all my problems goal that I have to have in my life. And then they end up divorced or, you know, just their life ruined because they decided <clears throat> to make, to make uh, their happiness another person's problem. When in, rea when in reality, um, girl or no girl, old or young, you're still you. And you don't, you know, don't have to depend on someone else to take away your loneliness. You know, if you, if you're lonely, just go outside and hang with your friends or something. But yeah. One, one of the wildest things to me is uh, women's like just their attitude towards towards um, men being alone. Like women's biggest uh, thing they should be jealous about and concerned about and and worried about losing their man to is is actually being alone. Like being alone is so nice and easy <laughs> Trust and, yes, and stress-free and like I can do whatever I want whenever I want. Like it, having sex and meeting women isn't a problem. So like, if I need that, I can go out and do it if I would need to like, like a woman's biggest competition is me being alone. Like whoever I'm dating, like yeah. that's who they're competing against. Like you have to be better than me being alone, which is amazing. Like I get to go play with my kids. I get to go do sports. I get to work out, do whatever I want, whenever I want. My life is amazing. Like single life after being married and have to do all the shit I didn't want to do. And now I get to do whatever I want to on the weekends. I watch fights all weekend long. I do podcasts on Sunday nights. I talk to you guys Saturday mornings. Like, oh, you're going to die alone. Okay, pretty, yeah. sounds pretty nice to me. Really? Yeah. Really? Promise? You promise me I'm going to be alone more? There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys out there that are afraid just to be alone, though. Like, they, you know, they get out of a relationship. They are up in their heads all the time. The, the silence is deafening, and, and they'll complain about that stuff. It's like, it's actually, it's a struggle at first, maybe, but it's good to learn to be alone and enjoy your own company. Well, look at the life path of the average guy. They like grow up with their mom, a, a helicopter parent mom, and then they turn 18. Maybe they go to college and maybe for a year they have a wild one one or two years of just, you know, and then they get uh, get a girlfriend. And basically they've never had like they've never not had a mommy figure in their life. So once they get divorced, 
they have to they don't know who they are they don't know what to do they don't know who they are they don't know even know what they want right and it's hard the hardest part for guys to like unplug is to figure out hey i can do this like yeah it's like the cheesecake uh metaphor i use like you can go to the store get a whole ass cheesecake everyone's gonna be like oh that's nice he has a work party or a birthday you you go pay for it no one checks that you're gonna eat it all yourself you know using your hands that night they just assume that you're going to share it with other people. And you realize like no one really cares, but these guys think that, Hey, like, I don't, I don't know who I am. I have been, I've had a mommy my whole life to tell me what to do. Yeah. It, it, there's um, a lot of guys too. They just, they feel awkward going to places alone, like going to a movie theater alone, right? Going to a bowling alley alone feels weird at first maybe but yet just like you said no one cares about the cheesecake no one cares that you're at the bowling alley alone no literally no one cares Restaurant. in fact you'll find you'll find that if you're at a place like that a, a bowling alley where there's people next to you in the next lane over they'll start talking to you and stuff they'll invite you they'll probably invite you if you're not a, a yeah a douchebag you know? yeah yeah for sure yeah anyway all right so the next uh let's go with the next concept here transitioning from mother to wife uh, so Rolo highlights the lack of intermission for men between dependency on their mothers and entering relationships, hindering the development of true independence and self-reliance. You were already touching on that a little bit, Nuke. Um, Ryan, do you want to chime in on this? You're busily working away there. Yeah, well, I don't know. this is the part where I always suck at these conversations. Everybody has this. I was raised like a latchkey kid. Nobody ever told me what to do. I, think I was Gen Xers with their latchkeys. I was a latchkey I'm kid like, also. I'm a millennial. Yeah. It's just we were rural. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Oh, okay. I was right on the cusp. Yeah. I'm like first year. No, that's what gets me. Everybody is has been swaddled and they're being told yeah. what to do, which I think mm. makes it harder than a lot harder than it should be to to yeah. choose your own path. For me, that was the one part about Red Pill I actually enjoyed was this myth of the lonely old man. I'm like, it's so foreign mm. to me. It's like you speaking to me in French, actually Spanish. I can speak French. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I like listening about this stuff and I always like the material on it, but I always... Part of me always wonders, like, is this a real guy or is this like everybody just assumes it's a real guy, but nobody's ever met him. So I actually kind of yeah. like seeing you guys swapping notes on it. So I get to learn a little bit about this weird part of the human condition, you know? Yeah, I never I, I always found that weird, too, because I've, I've always been so content with being alone. Yeah. You know, I was alone exactly awesome. last week, kid, but like growing up kind of rural, like I just I got up in the morning, ate breakfast, watched my shows and then went outside until my mom yelled for lunch. And then came back and ate, and then went outside again, and just disappeared into the into the woods or whatever. You remember that? Remember that? Like, don't come home until dinner. Like, you were forbidden from being in the house. <laughs> I remember that shit. Well, we, we got we got yelled at. Uh, I got yelled at. Um, inside or out? Inside or out? Pick one. Because I kept going in, in and out of the door. So no, go outside, stay there, or stay inside. Like they, they didn't want to hear the door open and shut. Yeah, like that. similar similar to Ryan, I was a latchkey kid also, and I I absolutely loved it. I'd come home from school, play video games, go to my friend's house, do whatever I wanted. Didn't work on my homework, got bad grades, all that fun stuff. And then when I was married, uh, I hated my wife so much that anytime she would leave town, she would go. She would take our kids and and go visit family up in uh, San Francisco and stuff like that. I'd be like, uh, yeah, I got to work. I I can't I can't take time off. Sorry. And I would just have a whole week to myself. I love the solitude of it, but then I found myself, you know, being single, just being so used to having people around that, that was, it was, it was a mind shift change, you know, yeah. and I had, and I had to, I had to get back into enjoying, uh, being 
you know, by myself and enjoying my own solitude again. So I get, I can understand why guys do that, but I had a little bit of an issue when, uh, I first split with my ex and I had days away from the kids because I was used to doing so much all the time with the kids and so engaged with the kids every single day that I would, I would just pace in my apartment for a while because I was just getting used to like not having something to do. I had to like, I had to learn how to be alone again. Mm. Well, that's interesting. You know, I have, I've kind of a cure to being alone. We're really not all that alone all the time. We're always with ourselves. Right. Mm. And really when you get, the only time I bothered by being alone is when like, I can't finish a mission and people are depending on me. Then it kind of gets frustrating, but the cure is so simple. It's taking an action, any freaking action, right? Wrong and different. That action always makes it go away. And I'll tell you, just going through this brain surgery in the first week, you know, of course, you're going to be there alone. You're going to die alone. You're on the table, all that stuff. But I will say something that surprised me and was really interesting. And I'm so grateful for And I just got to get it off my chest. Every single woman that I've had a relationship, intimate, acquaintance, everything was crawling over each other to fight there to get to support me. And that that was that was something I did not expect. Um, because for them to think that I was alone facing it was really hard for them. I haven't fully grasped my uh, mind around that yet. But for me, it's, it, it is what it is. It's a valley I got across, you know? And it, uh, I was going to take any action I had to, to because action cures that right there. Are you feeling desperate? Take an action. I mean, if, if the only action I could do is to get up and take a leak, guess what? I'm getting up, taking a leak. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's take a... I, I want to take a minute to just check to see GoFundMe. Guys, you guys are sending super chats. Instead of sending super chats, uh, send your money to the GoFundMe, okay? We're trying to raise money for Thor today. Um, I don't see it. I, I don't know if it takes a while for GoFundMe to to uh, update, but I haven't seen any new ones since we started. So some of you guys are slacking out there. Get to it, guys. Um, so the next, the next concept is the title of the article, which is The Myth of the Lonely Old Man. So Rollo critiques the societal myth that portrays unmarried men as destined for a lonely and unfulfilled existence, challenging its validity and impact on men's decision-making. Um, do you guys, I mean, I think a lot of this comes down to uh, basically older women shaming guys into trying to settle with that their their lazy asses right like <laughs> oh wait, don't you want to settle with some girl you know be, just because you don't want to die alone it's like no like so, being alone is better than settling with some old you know old busted thing i don't know what do, what do you th what do you think john <laughs> yeah um a hundred percent like i don't know man i'm i'm a very content person with my my own things <laughs> like doing my own things and when i was single um i didn't have a problem like going out and meeting women going out and meeting people going out and go you know i i lived downtown uh san jose for a year uh when i first got split or divorced or whatever and uh you know if i did start pacing the apartment i didn't know what to do or i was I didn't have shit to go going on. I just went downstairs and went outside because it was downtown. So I had coffee shops and um, bars and restaurants and things I just, I went to. So I had a regular route of places I would just walk around and go to, uh, you know, eat. I would eat at the bar at a restaurant by myself. 
meet people, talk to the bartenders. I had I had met so many people. Like I was never alone, but I was also free to leave and disappear, do my Irish goodbyes whenever I wanted to. Like it was pretty great. Sure. Uh, so Siege asks, uh, "Will I be reading regular chats if they donate to the GoFundMe?" Yes. If you if you say that you donated to the GoFundMe, I'll read your chat. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. I, honestly, I think that's something a lot of guys never really <coughs> learn that they should learn because it. <clears throat> if you're not comfortable being alone, it manifests in so many ways. Like for example. A lot of guys, they'll get into arguments with their wife and their wife pulls the silent treatment. You guys, I'm sure everybody's seen this. And you can always tell when there's a guy who's like afraid of abandonment, uh, doesn't like being alone, any of that shit, because they have to fill the space with noise, you know? Yeah. Like they have to talk whenever there's a silence. It's a negotiation thing for work too. A lot of times you'll make an offer to somebody and then your negotiation tactic is to shut up and let them start negotiating against themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of ties into one of these things. I love this when guys finally take the red pill, they learn assertiveness to be, you know, comfortable with that. One of the things they notice is that I've left like 20% of my paycheck on the table because I was afraid to be assertive of it. Or I kept negotiating against myself when I'm talking to my boss about a raise. It's such a fundamental skill. I hate that once you get good enough at it, you forget that it's a problem that real guys face anymore, which I think is why like there's, there's like a shelf life to this space. I, I swear it's like next year I'm going to turn a roosh find orthodox christianity and start uh talking about fornication <laughs> i already thought you were orthodox christian <laughs> oh god no my mom's a baptist oh uh, come on over to odinism i mean i already lost my eye pretty soon i'll be odin and not thor so no nah, i gave up on that stuff and my mom told me when i was like a kid she's like if you're not gonna believe in anything you might as well still be a baptist like, well there's no know? there's no more ice giants around so i don't know odinism looks pretty good right now <laughs> and right now it's clean a clean slate <laughs> yeah <laughs> Guys, uh, CHD says he donated 50 bucks. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I love your brother. Thank you. It definitely helps. Immediately, she got care, and it's uh, it's a big deal. Let's see here. I also I just got a a, a message, too, from uh, one of my beer club guys that he just donated, made his third donation. So that, thank you so much, Ed. Appreciate that, man. You guys remember the, the trucker that was crying, um, and he went viral? I think oh, you guys yeah, did a yeah. zero. That's basically uh, that's basically one of the people that we're talking about that can't doesn't understand about being alone. And I think we have there's a disconnect, like Ryan said, with people guys have learned to be alone because it's just so nice, right? Uh, especially the younger guys when they I like if you scroll through Instagram reels and you like bro culture and gym culture stuff like I do, and I scroll through my reels, it's a lot of guys saying, "Oh, I'm going to be alone on Christmas. I'm going to be alone on Valentine's Day." You know, um, and I'm just saying, look, there's going to be a time in your life where you may or may not be married. You may or may not like your wife. You know, hopefully you do. Um, and you're going to look back at these lonely days and you're going to be like, man, all I had to worry about was like waking up, making myself some coffee, going for a walk and doing whatever I wanted all the time. I'm not saying that loneliness is the best or not the best. I'm just saying it's just another part of your life. So enjoy it while you can, because yeah, if you don't well, being alone, isn't the same as being lonely, right? Yeah. God, we sound like 35-year-old chicks who can't find a man. That's you know what? Funny. I like being alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're My just cats keep me company. I don't yeah. I do have I don't need cats. no women. I don't need no women. <laughs> Jesus. The uh, the next concept is uh, feminized framing of the myth. 
So Rollo explored how this myth is used by society, particularly by framing it as a shaming tactic to pressure men into conforming to traditional relationship norms. Jack joined us a little bit late. Jack, thoughts on that? First of all, good to see you, Thor. Good to see you, brother. Missed you. Hope you're doing well. You know, it's been a week. (laughs) (laughs) I am easily missed. I know it. (laughs) Paul, could you repeat that? Yes. So... One of the key concepts in the uh, myth of the lonely man is uh, feminized framing of the myth. Basically, it's used as a shaming tactic to make men conform to uh, relationship uh, norms. Oh, yeah, pretty much. But in all honesty, like I've heard it less from females than males. Like I've heard it more Mm. from men like, oh, you want to get married, right? You want to do this. You want to start that. Like you want to achieve something where it's like, yeah, putting your dick in a woman and squirting your baby jam into her as an achievement <laughs> where it's like okay cool now you've got some crotch spawn now what it's like oh, achievement unlocked where it's like there are people who don't want it and there are people who want it blessed be they and the people who don't want it bless bless them too but this whole shaming thing where it's like be like me it worked for me and if you're not like me you're telling me i could have chose differently and i don't like that I don't like to be told indirectly that I could have made different choices. Not saying better choices. I leave that in the middle, but different choices. Mm. That that is something. I do my best, but that is something they don't like. Like, wait, you're telling me I could have been 35-year-old on a futon living by myself and still being happy instead of worrying about the mortgage for a house that's way too big for shit I don't need to impress people I don't like? Fight Club quote right there. But it keeps coming back. That old quote keeps coming back. It's the, it's the Bill Burr quote too, right? Where he's like, uh, you oh, know, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, may yeah, wake yeah. up one day next to a wife that hates you, kids that hate you, and you're going to look back and you're going to be like, man, sleeping on a futon by myself wasn't so bad, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah in your 30s, there was something... Because he yeah, was yeah. talking about pre-divorce guys that they came up to him and be like, I'm 35, I'm back with my parents and blah, 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 living on a futon. And he, his point was that that would be better than laying next to somebody in a king-size bed who doesn't even love you or wants to touch you. That would be. Yeah. That would be. I mean, Ryan said it. Going to the bathroom to jack off. Because she won't touch you. (laughs) Ryan just said it. Being lonely and like being alone is different. You can be lonely and surrounded by people. Yes. Yes. That's hell. That's That's deep. That's deep, Jack. (laughs) That's lonely and surrounded by people. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm in a a mood. (laughs) That's good, though. Um, so the next concept here, we're going we're going to burn through these concepts. That's okay. Uh, is internalized use of the myth as a buffer. So Rollo discusses how men use the fear of loneliness as a defense mechanism against potential rejection, often settling for unsatisfactory relationships to avoid being alone. Do you think that's why guys get with um, they go for fat chicks? Uh, <laughs> Thor, what yeah. do you think? Do you think that's why guys go for fat chicks because they're they're low hanging fruit and they don't good, want to be good alone? Credit. Want to... <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons, and I'll, I mean, to, to summarize it, you know, what does Rollo say? Men and women are better together than they are apart. So there's always that instinctual drive to to be together with it, and cast our legacy in the future, however that may be, whether you want to or not. 
there is that internal drive. And the beauty of the red pill is, is you can create something that's really nice to do that if you choose to do so by becoming better. But guys get together with fat girls a lot of times because, look, they just want a girl that'll touch their pee-pee, let's be honest. And, you know, sometimes that's the only ones that will. You know, is those that don't have the options to, you know, get the men they want. And so they'll they'll take anything they can get. And I do understand that. They call that the thirst. Patrice O'Neill had really good skits on that. Skits, sketches, sketches, whatever. Uh, comedic sketches on men being so desperate uh, just for that... Uh, that sexual attention that they'll, they'll take anything. Yeah. Fat chick at the foam cannon party. It's okay. Nobody's watching. (laughs) There's too much foam. You can just clean all over. Just don't take it to brunch. We're we're talking, we're talking about the myth of the lonely old man today, but there is also the myth of, um, the thin older women, myth myth of leagues. Right. So, Oh yeah. I did a, I did a stream, uh, I don't know, week several weeks ago now about how the the concept of leagues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a myth for guys that don't want to put any kind of work in and don't want to you know work on fixing their attractiveness and, yep. and anything like that. Then yeah, like psychology shows that um, people tend to get with you know similar attractive people, but that's that's in a that's where you know no one tries to level up and, and and make themselves better and go to the gym and, and become a, a, a better looking person, you know, cause you're going to, you can have any kind of, any kind of girl you want. If you learn, if you learn game, you know, you work on your, your physical appearance a little bit, even if it's just dressing better, yeah. you know, so a lot of the, a lot of this kind of stuff. I, I've met quite a few guys like that, Paul, that are kind of, especially the really smart techie guys sometimes, whereas, you know, They'll be interested in a woman and she's out of my league. It's like this ego defense not to try. Yep. And I've seen that a few times. Like you didn't even ask. You didn't even try. You know, you're just looking at her thinking, oh, maybe she'll look at me. It's like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. No, a lot of guys don't realize that uh, women, women respond to a guy's confidence and boldness. Very, very much like men respond to a great pair of tits, you know. So it's like a lot, a lot of the the heavy set guys you see with with absolute dimes is because they're 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 funny, they're confident, they they boldly go up and just you know ask for a chick's well, number. Eastern like, oh, European, shit. and it's the culture. Then it's the culture. Then they just like the, the, the yeah. so they I, like the shared bodily warmth of a big man. Guys, I, I gotta interject here because Paul just reminded me. It's the way my brain's working right now because I lost the vision on my left side, right? Yeah, and I couldn't see the peripheral. There was one thing I could see, and I made sure that all the nurses knew this. I mean, I could see nothing there except for one thing, and I could see it all the way out to about 170 feet. A great pair of cans. Yeah, nice pair of tits I could totally (laughs) see. Right through all the blindness, I could see that. Boob therapy. I suggest boob therapy for all men. Had to be on the left, though, slightly hanging down to the right. Can you get over here so I can get those in my in my field of vision, please? Yeah, it's, it's for therapy reasons. I'm, I'm trying to recover from. <laughs> some of the nurses really liked it. Yeah, so yeah, you know, some don't really like that too much. That's all right. Uh, and ultimately, Paul, I do think it's a gaslighting issue. Okay, like the whole the entire thing, the lonely old man thing. It's never guys. Like guys may say this, but they aren't the ones who made up this idea. It's women. It's women who are usually, I mean, you see it online, which I don't know how representative it is of the world, but there's women that are aged 28 to 35, miserable, alone. A lot of people from that female dating strategy place, which is cancer on its own. 
And they're telling men you will be alone and lonely. It's a shaming tactic. The problem is that works on the kind of guy who's a thirsty for female attention and validation. Mm. Well, she said something and I want her. I'll believe it. It's like uh, Trump. All these guys that are huge Trump fans, Trump could say anything. And they're like, yeah, Trump made made men drink Bud Light again after that true and ruined it for a generation. <laughs> That's how powerful validation is. I thought it was Rob. I thought Rob made everyone uh, drink Bud Light again. Oh, Rob didn't care. He'll suck a dick as long as he gets the butt <laughs> out of it. <laughs> but you know Dana, what I mean? Dana and so it's almost trans. Yeah, it's almost like watching people who still wear COVID masks. They're outing oh. themselves as like a, a Morlocks and Eloy. It's a special race of people that are simping for women. They're thirsty for validation. And they, they're worried about being alone and lonely. It's like, dude, yeah, I could get it if it's like, I want a family someday. That's a genuine guy behavior. And if you're going that, but it's no, I, I don't want to be alone and lonely. There's a certain self-centeredness about it that just kind of like, it lets you know the guy's psychological issues aren't being about the lonely old man. And I would say you can't even talk to him about the specifics. Like you can't show him Rolo's article. It won't resonate because that's mm -hmm. not the issue. The issue is Go ultimately right he wants head. the girl to pat him on the head and tell him how wonderful he is. And until yeah. you address that, which unfortunately only happens through blatant misogyny, as long as it's funny, <laughs> well, it's funny. Hence, this is actually a comedian show. This is actually a comedian panel. Funny misogyny is the best misogyny. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's well like if you're not having fun with it, what's the point of hating women? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it as a job. It just sucks the life out of you, man. Yeah. yeah. I would say that uh one of the only cure really is abundance because there's a point of a guy's life where maybe after a divorce or after a breakup where he finally gets you know more than one girl at a time touching his uh, PP. He starts realizing, wait, this girl just got up, left my apartment with a smile on her face, and I get to play video games now, or I get to do whatever I want now? This is like, and I don't need to get married or be in a relationship, and I get to choose who I want to be with now? And then slowly over time, they start realizing, wait, I just spent a whole week by myself. I mean, I hung out with my friends, but I didn't have a girl live with me for a week, and I'm fine, and I'm like at peace, and I'm yeah. doing my thing. A lot of guys... A, a lot of guys go to the abundance thing. A lot of guys do the date. They date with sniper mentality. They go from serial monogamy, relationship mm -hmm. to relationship. The first time a guy bangs multiple chicks in a single weekend, a, a, a switch flips mm -hmm. in their head. They're like, oh shit, wait a second. Yep. <laughs> wait a second. This is possible. It's like, they're scared. They're like, a, they're like my dog when he's like walking in the middle of the night, just slowly putting one paw in front of the other. He's trying to go somewhere, but he's just scared. He doesn't know where he's going. And then I realized, like, that was me when I first had more than one sleeping with more than one chick at a time. And many guys, it's just like, wait, it's easier to manage three girls in one, right? Because relationships are game on hard mode. Mm -hmm. But you realize, too, like, once that girl, that second girl walks out of your apartment and you're back to normal, you're back to work, you're back to cooking for yourself, you're back to whatever hobbies you have. And you realize, wait, none of, neither of them are offended. Uh, they're not like trying to tell me what to do. They just wanted to have fun. They left my apartment and they came back and then they left again. And you're just like, wait a minute. This is what they were talking about. And that's why that, that big disconnect is only bridged by like guys having more than one chick at a time. So they can understand that. Hey, they want to be a part of your mission. That is yeah. so understated. Yeah. And then, and then you realize you can introduce them to each other. 
Crazy. Now that's high level stuff. She <laughs> likes cooking. You like cooking. You'll get along fine. I mean, cook off. Like cook off. I mean, they both taste like shit. But that's that's like nuance, but yes. Two out of three people in this room love sucking dick. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or three oh, out of three. I'm not bad. judging. <laughs> you think you think this is uh could be related to um like the longhouse? It's like you, you you don't want to live in the woods your whole life, do you? You want to come inside the longhouse. You want to come in with all yep. of us where it's warm. Yep. Yeah. But you know, oh, it's, it's nice no. to live in the wild. I like the rain upon my face. It's terrifying yeah. at first, but like once you get used to it, you're just like, how the hell did I ever live in the longhouse in the first place? How could yeah. people live like this? Get a cabin, buy a dog, and preach to Jesus. Roosh did it, and Roosh is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm having today, but this whole shit about lonely old men. I know plenty of guys like Newt mentioned the guys who like after a burn, they start dating again and they realize like I can get more than I could ever had. But you also have the guys who like had more than they could ever had, whatever. And they look at it and they look at the field and they go kind of like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of done here. I kind of have my thing. You know what? This chilling with friends there's video game shit this making cash whatever yeah isn't that bad either like the old migtows who actually went migtow well it's the anxiety it's the anxiety where like a lot of guys get one girl they're like i don't even know if i can replace this girl this girl you know and they start saying like who would i be without this chick she's the reason oh, for all my that's horse yep. yeah yeah horse guy i've seen it so many times nuke where, yeah. uh, hey, you, you guys want to go and bowl? You want to do it? No, let me check with the boss. Let me do that. Oh, yeah. And there's a dependency there. I know Ryan's talked extensively on it. It's like there's a dependency there that that is such a big part now. Those guys, they, boy, if they get a loss, it's a it's a bad zero. You know, I it's mommy, I, I, girlfriend, it's daughter. It's all wrapped into one. I'm not sure how they get there, but, boy, they get real comforted in that plow horse mentality. And, uh, yeah, I've seen that real close, too. It's good. The guys that are like, I can't possibly live without her, you know, yep. I talked yep. about that in my book too, right? Yeah. Uh, mathematically, if, if, uh, if you think this chick is one in a million, that means there's 4,000 chicks out there just like her, you know are what I mean? Because there's, breathing? Yes. there's 4 billion women on the planet. If you just do the math, it's about 4,000 chicks just like her. So relax, man. You, <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to be just fine. I want to say, uh, give a shout out to. Alex Hamilton for the $100 donation to Thor's uh, campaign. Uh, Matthew Lopez, $20. Uh, Ed, Mike Sell, $10. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Guys, we are supporting Thor today, so please uh, open your wallets and your hearts. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go with the next concept here. Uh, what was that last one? That was the buffer. Uh, anecdotal examples. So Rolo gives a, some personal stories and observations to illustrate how men rationalize their choices within the framework of the lonely old man myth. Uh, Nuke, you you just did a stream on this, and you were sort of going through that article in your stream, right? Um, mm -hmm. What what were some of the examples that he gave? Do you remember? Uh, I think I think I stopped at the examples because I started using examples from my own life and and guys. All right, well, I... give us some of your anecdotal examples then. Well, I mean, it's the military. The military is prime for this kind of behavior right because i mean I'm, I'm sure ryan and other guys in the space talk about this where like you meet guys that their whole life is in the service of others and military is a great place where that gets reinforced right because 
if you're not careful in the military, you get to do all the work while everyone else takes your, the credit for your work. <laughs> and then when, when you when you screw up in the military, you take all the flack and the guys that used to take all the credit for your good work are like, wow, I, I don't see how this would have happened. He's He was so competent, you know, happened to me like three times. And then that's when I realized, like, I got to get out of here. This military stuff ain't for me, not because military is bad. It's just the division and department I was in was like kind of like that. So I had to leave. And did you ever get that uh, your response or their fault, your responsibility speech for any of your direct yep. reports or no? Yep. <laughs> and then uh, yep. <laughs> uh, once one team, one fight, which is when you do good, everyone uh, takes credit for what you do. When you screw up, everyone looks at you and just like, wow, dude. Wow. I couldn't, I can't <laughs> believe you. Now I have to sweep or now I have, now we're all in trouble because of you, even though you pull us out of like five bad situations and you saved everyone. That's so it's like ownership thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, and you know, we have mental models for for all of this, but I, I mean, I have countless examples. But I would say, like, and and uh, as a guy who was a son husband, I was a son husband, right? Where my mom and dad are still married, but my mom was trying to make me into a safe little beta to for her to, you know, because my dad was like, kind of like an alpha asshole, old school Latino guy, right? Um, and I love both of them to death, but she would say, "Hey, if you don't change your attitude, you're gonna be alone." And, you know, as a kid, you're like, whatever, mom. But that kind of like it's really deep inside of your brain, that, that programming, especially from your mother. And then you grow up and then you, you have these blind kind of like moments of your life where you're like, wait, I just slept with three girls in the in the last two weeks. What the fuck am I doing? I'm losing myself. I'm becoming a I'm becoming a degenerate or, you know, this isn't right. And then you realize, wait, I'm actually happier than I've ever been in my whole life. You know, it's yeah, like your mom warned you. Yeah, remember Peter Griffin in that one episode of Family Guy where he comes out? He's like, "Why are we not funding this?" That's that moment that guys come out like they have one when they finally, you know, get out of the the longhouse, so to speak. So yeah, military will teach you plenty about uh, the longhouse, and it's not until guys are either in a mental hospital facing the captain or facing their boss's boss's boss when they realize, "Wait, I press one button on a on a laptop, it caused half the plant to shut down," and I was told last week I was the best guy they have, and now I'm getting my license removed, and everyone says I suck. Yeah, I'm done here. This is too crazy. I, I, you guys gotta, you guys gotta figure out whether I'm good or bad. Either way, I'm finishing my contract and I'm out of here. So yeah. I, I want to pull this up here. It says sleeping with three women. Oh no, I'm a man whore. I, I think when people refer to men as man whores, that's a shaming tactic because yeah. men. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no, we're we're just uh, that guy. You know, like we're <laughs> you got to make that our word. word. You're looking at look at the opportunity for love and companionship that you offered those three women that they would have never had before. Don't look at it as a man, or look at all that opportunity for companionship, love that you offered those three women. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to embrace some of these, you know, shaming terms, right? You're a man. <laughs> well, you don't, you God, don't have a goddamn right. You know, <laughs> you don't have a choice, like. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Like most of us got raised to be feminized women, you know, or feminized men. We don't have a choice but to experience abundance so we can at least have something to go off of or else you'll be stuck watching like a podcast where they're arguing statistics. How does that help anyone, right? I need to go see what it feels like to touch six different boobies in, in two weeks in order to understand, hey, dude, you're going to be all right. You're not, no one's coming. There's no poli morality police that's going to knock on your door. You're your dick's not going to fall off. There's no STDs rate is low as long as you use protection. You're going to be fine, dude. There's, you're not going to die alone. 
The girls <laughs> like you. We <laughs> you gotta shake it into yourself. But that's the whole thing where it's like like the myth of the lonely old man, things like that. It's mostly generated towards like you will end up not married. And we kind of already went into that a bit. Like how many guys on their deathbed wish they weren't married? It's like you, you don't die alone, yet they yet there they are in misery for spending life with the wrong person. Yeah, they They're probably would have preferred the slutty side chick that was fun. <laughs> well, have you guys ever talked to nurses that have to deal with people at the end of care? Uh, mm -hmm. My my girlfriend uh, is 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 a hospice nurse, so yeah. yes. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Start listening to some of their stories about the guys at the end of days and how some women just go feral. They get fucking vengeful. They hate their men at the end when they're weak and dying. I've heard some stories like from one of the guys in our company. is called Alpha Alpha Beta Forty Nine. Anyways, it's some random name. But yeah, he was mentioning this one story like as he found the red pill and he went to the work the next day and he saw this chick. She was basically like hooking up with her date to replace her husband who was dying on the bed. Yep. And it's like right there oh. is all you need to see is one or two of those examples. I've seen like, the richest thing about go see divorce court for a couple weeks and that'll before you get married. It's kind of like that. Go to the hospice. No, I've seen oh. it myself. I had a friend whose wife was like, well, when we got married, I didn't sign up for this. Yep. <laughs> like, I didn't sign up for your cancer. Better like, and worse, Jesus. Like, we had uh, so nurse, nurse chick had a, a guy who was relatively young. Um, and I said young because he was like, I don't know, in his 40s and he was dying of cancer and she, he was one of her patients. That guy, uh, when he died, he basically was like, I want you to take care of my dog because I know my wife won't do it, right? Oh, and then, Jesus. and then, uh, so my so nurse chick inherited this dog and uh, he's actually a pretty good dog she basically didn't take care of any of it that dog had like all sorts of medical problems and nurse chick took care of all of them and uh that guy the, the chick literally like a week after his funeral was already like shacking up with some dude because that was already in the background you know Brand she basically like you know. checked out mentally well before that and um and and nurse chick was was uh basically in touch with all the family members and, and the the daughter of the guy Cause that was like his second wife or whatever. The daughter was like, Oh yeah, she's cheated on him like at least four times in their marriage and stuff. Like she don't give a shit, you know? So it's like she, marriage is no, is no Feels protection. Sweet. Yeah. It's no, it's no protection against, uh, you know, women, other women's nature. I mean, you might end up married. Sure. But at what cost? It's no protection against their nature. You know, I mean, everyone's yeah. aware that Missy had her neck broken, was paralyzed from C6 down. And so that's such a severe injury. We joined some groups. One of the saddest things to see in there is the uh, amount of men that suffer these injuries. And the women do not stay. They, they can't. They can't see the man as not the man. And with that kind of an injury... It just time eats it away, and it's a really tough thing. Now, it happens to the women, too. This isn't an on and off, but it tends to lean more that way, and, and we saw it, and it's a, a tough thing that I do reach out and try to help with. But um, I think it's got to be you're Matt Wal Unless you're Matt Walsh, then it doesn't apply to you. God, you're fuck be Matt Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's favorite. Start uh, calling him Ron Burgundy, because whatever's on the prompter, he'll just read it. Like, fuck me. They have trophy team. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it means the whale's vagina. <laughs> you guys won't not see it now. You're like, oh my God. Yeah, because Clary had that big rant about how he says the opposite thing from week to week. 
It's because he just well, reads what Ben tells him to because he wants that sweet, sweet, those uh, 50 pieces of silver. Well, when he was reading it, isn't it? When he was doing that last interview where he was like holding the cigar like a 13 year old. Did he ever um, smoke it or was he just holding it for effect? I, I didn't even watch it. I just saw I just saw clips of it. Well, the thing is, like, you could tell the way his eyes were shifting and how he was not like looking at anyone. He was explaining to him. He was trying to convince himself that, oh, there's no way I, uh, my wife can leave could leave me. I'm Matt Walsh. You know, I'm I'm this and I'm that. I'm not like, dude. Like you could see the fear. Like I've known that look. I've seen that look so many so many times with my friends in the military when their girl starts like distancing themselves from them. It's like because they know all around them it's happening, but they're next. Oh, not, wait, I don't did want. You, did you see that with him? Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, I saw I saw the look. Yeah, it's the look where yep. the eyes are shifty and they kind of like do this. They start looking and st start talking towards they like know. the ground. They know. Yeah, you got I've me thinking it. now about that restaurant he's sitting at. He's like, I'm moderately internet famous. Do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> moderately. He's like, uh, are you on TikTok? I don't get it. <laughs> Did you make the Stanley Cup? What's your deal? <laughs> yeah, fucking Stanley Cup. Stanley oh, Cup was an experiment on how to market to women. I'm how to market lead poisoning it's... to women. Yeah. Yes, women will buy anything. Just to fit in. No, but but that like that that's what you get with guys. That's the whole trap of it, where it's like, oh, those statistics are don't they don't uh, apply to me because what was it? I spend time with my wife. I spend I sit down with my wife. We we are not uh, we are not included in that. Where it's like, if you just admit, if you would just admit that it could happen, you would already be in such a better place. But no, it's like, no, I spend time with her. I sit down with her. But it's like, no, all of that doesn't matter when shit hits the fan. Not yep. your Christianity, not how many minutes you spent with her. It's not like the nice guy card where it's like, look, I spent 1,060 minutes with you. Now you can't leave me. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. That's such but a they... guy thing too, though, Jack, too. Remember that where guys during like a Super Bowl run would start wearing the same pair of socks every day. Otherwise, the 49ers wouldn't win. It's kind of oh, like yeah. that. That's or, what Walsh yeah. is doing now. I have coffee on Tuesdays. My marriage is fine. It's like, they, guys have no idea. Yeah. Guys have no idea that women have a what have you done for me lately sort of mentality. You know, it's all about how she feels right now. And all the attaboys you got fucking 20 years ago mean jack shit. <laughs> it means yeah. nothing. It's meaningless. Nothing. It doesn't. Yeah. Look at the, buy a dog. They're more loyal. <laughs> the Matt Walsh divorce meltdown will be unreal. Can you imagine if he shows up on fucking? Uh, imagine you know, one of, I one fantasize of, about it. One, one, <laughs> one of one of our channels. He's just like, all right, you guys were right the whole time. <laughs> no well, shit. I will make well, an ad for that. Stephen Crowder you, has got nothing on this one. <laughs> what makes you think he'll learn? What makes you think he'll learn his lesson though? Right. Oh, I, I, I can you guys do you guys uh, ever see guys in the comments or whatever talking about how, you know, they, they've married like four women or whatever. I, I saw one the other day where a guy is talking about how he was in the military and he married one chick, got cheated on, divorced her, married another chick. He basically ended up marrying five chicks. He's like, now that I'm I, I got out of the military and I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s. I got married to my fifth wife and she hasn't left me yet. It's like five times fucker like you haven't you didn't learn after like the first one or two like are you are, some guys are like rick flair you know they just keep <laughs> getting married they just keep getting married and keep paying fucking alimony like what are you doing 
I mean, maybe he has so much cash, he just wants to burn it. He's like, I have no need for material possessions. You know yeah. what? I'm just going to get married and burn it all the way like that. If, if Ric Flair really had that much money, he wouldn't keep having Ric Flair's last match every fucking two years. You know? like this. Sometimes, you know, you get some good dogs. I could have a lot of dogs. Up here, that's a good thing, by the way. My bosses, every French petty officer I ever had, had three ex-wives and a fourth on the way. It was crazy. It was almost like... You have to have a Dodge Charger out of basic training and three mm -hmm. ex-wives by the time you get your NCOs. Yep. <laughs> requirements, job requirements. Yeah. I was oh, going to say man. it's a Catholic thing because of uh, Quebec was mostly a Catholic province too. Oh, I see. Confirm or deny, yeah. do the Protestants do this? or Jack, aren't you Catholic? Do you eat fish? Sure. sure. <laughs> what? Do you well, I don't fish? know. I don't know no. what the Dutch believe in. I don't even I know. Other than black, do you just worship black feet or what? I don't know. <laughs> Naked around a yeah. bonfire? What the is church the church is unrecognizable? No, the I have no idea. I have no idea. But like the the keep getting married thing, it's not that common here that I know of. Usually, it's uh, the one, and then it's like, yeah, no, we tried. Let's not. I think it. that's going to go away. I mean, it's such a sunk cost right now, and everybody's learning it. Hard. They all have, men have to learn it the hard way, though. They really have to fucking learn it the hard way. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily that. Um, it's it's because they learn it the hard way because I also think there's a lot of like um, what's the benefit from it that's coming for a lot of guys like I wouldn't say like guys are waking up or whatever but guys like when they look at the economy and everything even from that perspective they think to themselves like why should I yeah. why like I can't even take care of myself right now. How can I take care of somebody else and blah, blah, blah. And then like with the internet now coming up and like all these podcasts becoming more and more popular, there is a certain. certain... The medium is a message. The medium is yeah. why are there so many dating content, uh, 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 content now? Why is everyone trying to make money? It's because everyone's looking for answers, you know? No, but that's not what I mean. But like guys and guys are seeing more and more um, of like how, easily girls are hooking up and things like that and they start thinking more and more to themselves like why would i wife that up why would i go to that end kind of thing yeah so it's not necessarily like it becomes less because they got burned it's more like everything is more me? in the open they don't it's see the value it's the value in it. yeah, what's yeah. In it for me? more in the open what's in it for me things like that well, people underestimate. Like on these podcasts, they want to play save the young men, save the West, save the young guys. They don't know. We got to save them from ourselves, prodigal son, whatever. And I can tell you, like, the average age on an aircraft carrier, which is arguably one of the most powerful weapons ever created, is 22. I mean, it's run by 22 year olds. And 22 year olds can run a warship with minimal supervision because all the chiefs are like either worried about their divorces or half drunk all the time. I learned how to operate or they're, a or they're banging their divo uh, yeah or, or that you know um they can they can think and sit down and be like hey you know marriage isn't that good a deal I'm gonna hold off until I get a little bit more knowledge um and I'm gonna read this red book that you know by this guy named Roger or Tomarso or whatever I don't know whatever this weird guy <laughs> I'm gonna read that book and I, oh, cool. There's some points. And you know what? I'm going to hold off a little bit. I don't hate women. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I feel like I'm walking into something I don't know a lot about. And then the, the Tradcons, the OF chicks, whatever faction, they're just like, young men are stupid. We got to save them from themselves. And I'm just like, you're all a part of the longhouse. <laughs> We're the only ones telling you, hey, retard, 
uh, why don't you go for what you want and hold it up? Yeah, Would hold it up. They talk wanted. about young men like they're puppies that they just found in the alleyway and want to adopt it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, they're gonna be fine. D dudes are gonna be fine. Like the every day, my life gets more comfortable. There's a new gadget invented, a new uh thing invent invented to make my life much easier. Society's yeah. gonna be fine at least for the next fifty years. They have we'll sex fine. dolls now, Nuke. They have sex dolls now. So you're, you're oh, good, really? Bro. Yeah, action you, figures, <laughs> sex action figures for men. Where do you guys get oh. your sex dolls? Do they talk? Men don't back? play with dolls. Dude, do they I, I, I get them from the uh, whatever podcast. Yep. There you go. Oh action, my god! Action do do they, they leave back? after you have sex with them? As long as they leave after you have sex with them, then I'll I'll sign Let's up take for the battery uh, out. I mean, like, do, do <laughs> they, they sell the props every week, right? Yeah. <laughs> like what yeah. you said, do they talk back? Can you imagine, like, the guys finally get what they want, like a real life sex doll, and blah blah blah, and the AI becomes so good they nag him to death. <laughs> they just become super realistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they become too real. Or like, they have oh, the no. headache. There's like a headache programming. Oh, I can't. I have a headache today. Headache like, programming. <laughs> well, you wanted a real one, as real as possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, young men are going to be fine. Who cares? And if they're stupid, they're stupid. Like, let them burn. I don't care. Like, <laughs> well, that's, what I do mean, you want me to do? That, I, I, I find that a lot of guys come to this space and when they learn this stuff, they want to they want to tell everybody about it. That's why everybody has a podcast. They're like, hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this shit? We don't have to get married if we don't want to. Isn't that weird? Isn't that hey, weird? I just like to Isn't hang out. Isn't that weird, here. Jack? And and then and then you find out uh that guys um it, it's triage, right? Guys Ooh. have to want to this information. You can't just fucking give it to them. So you're like, oh. Okay, well, this guy's gonna have to learn the hard way. Fuck it, he'll come back in a couple of years. We'll see him later. <laughs> like you can't, you can't force feed this stuff to guys. You know, the most motivating thing ever said to me in the military when I was like fucking out would be some guy, uh, my a first class pretty officer. He would say, uh, "Nuke, no one cares that you suck. So whether you suck or not, job's still gonna get done. No one cares that you suck. So stop sucking." And I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. No one's gonna come <laughs> save me. And even if I am a bad, shitty person in life. And it can't get laid. No one's still not gonna care because a lot of guys do this. They they're like crying for help. Like I can't get laid. Please, someone notice that I can't get laid. I need the attention. It was like, no, dude. No one cares. It more for me. You know, <laughs> that's all that's gonna I, happen. I I'll add a little caveat to that. You shouldn't expect someone to care. Doesn't mean someone no. won't. I mean, look at Thor's situation. We all care about Thor, right? But Thor would never ask for us to do this GoFundMe for him. So that's the difference. Thor knows that he can't expect it, but. You know, we we actually like the guy a little bit, so you know. You're all right, Thor. You're all right. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> I appreciate you, brothers. But that's really what life's all about as a brotherhood. You know, you hear people talking about their children. There's two kinds: those of blood and those from blood. And you know, all the guys on the dragon ship, the rule zero, this community. There's a pretty strong bond there. You guys in the military have felt it with your brothers. You know, may not be as strong here because of the attacks we have, but boy, it sure makes a. Uh, it makes life really enjoyable to be on mission and having people join that mission with you, whether it's a woman or a man. And I appreciate it. All of you guys. And I, I don't expect a thing. Uh, what I expect is for you to all to be your best and rub a little dirt in it and get back up and get in the arena. There you go. <laughs> Walk it off. Walk it off. Walk it off. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going to get this really cool radiation helmet. I think I'm going to have try to have it made to look like Thor's helmet though. So, Oh, please, please do that. Please, <laughs> I want to install some lights now. Too. Yeah, maybe I'll get you to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the horns and stuff. We'll, I'll yeah. go to like a party city. We'll get, yeah. we'll get some stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll decorate my radiation helmet. Yeah, yeah, there we go.
Uh, let's see here. We actually have a couple of concepts we haven't got to yet. So one is a uh, failure to break away from societal conditioning. So despite brief periods of realization, Rollo noted how men often revert to ingrained societal norms and expectations, maintaining a beta mentality in their relationships. I, um, I think I, I was guilty of this after my, after my, uh, divorce, I was very much like, I'm never getting married again. There's no way this is a, this is a bad idea. Right. And then I got into my relationship with red pill chick and about two years into that, I started thinking, no, I can marry this girl. Yeah. I can marry this girl. Yeah. No, no, no. She, she, she's different. She's, (laughs) she's different, you know? Um, And then after that was over, I was like, no, 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 I was right the whole time, you know? And uh, now I'm really sticking with my guns on that one, but um, it always takes another one though, to like really push you off that edge. Like, Oh, you thought you were a misogynist. Oh no, (laughs) no, no, no. Now you are. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's always after the second one. Wait a second. Is this the real Pearl? Is this the real Pearl? Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? It is. It is. Yes. Oh, anyway. Hey, Pearl. Hey, thanks again for that stream. Hey, Pearl. It helped out a lot. Yeah. She's uh, a good person, man. She's all right. So she is. Critique of uh, societal expectations. So he challenged the uh, notion that maturity is solely defined by commitment to long-term relationships, emphasizing the importance of personal growth and independence. Man, I got married and I wasn't even, I wasn't even uh, 21 yet. I couldn't, I wasn't old enough to buy alcohol at my own wedding. That I, that was the furthest thing from being mature when I made that fucking decision. You guys you know? shit on the Dutch so much, but the legal drinking age used to be 16 here. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, man, any other country in the world, you just have to be tall enough to reach the bar, pretty much. And in right? fairness, America never got taken over by the Germans, so. Read mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. a You know what? On uh, on Canadian yeah. Navy ships, they have fucking they have bars on board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys don't have that. You don't have a beer machine. No, Americans can't handle that. We have Starbucks. <laughs> We have Starbucks. You, guys have, you oh, have Starbucks. Starbucks nice. You have Starbucks, Nuke. Yeah. What? Carious, Carious have Starbucks. Get In fairness, fuck? I'd rather have a Starbucks than a beer machine. It was like it six really bucks was. for a cup, but yeah, it, we had Kill Starbucks. Me. Dude, it's I, cheap. Only six I, bucks. Dude, yeah. I, I I one time like ten dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were doing a true. we were doing a rim pack exercise off the coast of Hawaii with a bunch of different countries, and I put in a oh, must be nice rim pack, must be nice. <laughs> it was nice. It was fun, but it was that was, uh, that was a pleasure cruise compared to the bullshit we had. Well, I, but anyway, well, continue. Well, I went on West. I went on two Westpac deployments too. You know, but okay. the rim pack exercise was fun because it was just uh just military exercises with other countries and so i put in a, a request shit to go to a different country ship just to you know experience it and they they approved it they sent me to a chilean ship those guys got me absolutely fucking bombed i was <laughs> i was so drunk i came back i had to like climb down you know one of those rope uh, ladders down to uh to a rib boat and go back to my ship i could barely <laughs> climb back up dude that's on purpose we did that to the australians too we love yeah. that shit <laughs> you oh. got an australian drunk how is that even possible they, they, dude, they like turns out canadians can drink aussies under the table we are really what good. the fuck Ooh, i'm not Russians drinking with and canadians, the japanese then. are the only ones that are like amazing compared to canadians Giant drinking lizards. with canadians is fun man because uh sometimes you guys get just break out into hockey fights and shit like yeah. oh yeah i just don't take it personal it's just a fight well, yeah, Canadians you know. need to survive the cold, man. They they're bred for alcohol. Yeah, Canadians well, you've seen our prime safe. minister. Wouldn't you drink? 
Fair. Have you seen our That's president? <laughs> you seen our president? Oh yeah, you just throw one out for your old decrepit homie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, Pearl says someone told Thor, "I'm really uh, happy to see he's doing better. I always appreciate how kind you've been to me, Thor. Anything I can do to help?" Yes, thank you. Um. All right, next one here is a critique of societal expectations. Let's see here. Uh, no, we already did that one. Uh, empowerment through <clears throat> independence. So Rolo encourages men to embrace their independence and resist societal pressures to settle down prematurely, advocating for personal fulfillment over societal expectations. What does that mean, Nuke? Telling the Christ <laughs> bros to fuck off. That's what that means. Basically. Oh, well, yeah. It doesn't mean you can't be Christian, but I mean, you got to. Well, the, the thing is, like, when you're a young man, I think my father told me this, or we had a conversation. He's like, my dad would give me a lot of prescriptions as a kid, right? I, I, maybe you guys' father did that, but he would be like, why don't you invest in this? Why don't you join this? Why don't you do this, right? And I told him, Dad, the reason I'm getting so many offers from the Marines, from the Air Force, from this college or this institution to join them is because I don't know any better, right? And he's like, yeah, you got a point. And the thing is that, like, the best I can do is just kind of fly blind a little bit. Maybe you you kind of watch me a little bit to make sure I, I don't do anything way too stupid. But in reality, a lot of guys fear kind of going at it alone in terms of their life path, right? So they need they need to tether themselves to something. I did it with the military, and it was good. It was really good for me up to a point. And then I realized, like, hey, this is not serving me anymore, so I got to go. And if and I'm best decision ever, second best decision I ever made. First best decision was joining. Second best was leaving. So that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as as I went on, I started realizing like this shit is scary. Like deciding I wanted to move to Dallas. And my dad was like, Are you sure? I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, I have to. Like, I don't want to live here. And that's how guys like they 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 think they have to like look up to somebody or they have to uh, have a guru or a father figure or something to tell them what to do or a politician or whatever. But in reality, dude, you gotta live for yourself and do it for you. And that's too much to ask for for a lot of guys. It, it's too scary, you know. Yeah, that excitement's the fun part of it, you know, though. Pe I love people in general across the country. You know, people yeah. in general just don't fucking uh, want to do anything them for themselves or think for themselves. You have to like, literally grab them by the fucking hand and drag them. Life's too easy, John. It's crazy to me, you know. I, I've, uh, you know, I've been battling with the UFC for almost two decades now, <laughs> and these fighters the guys who are supposed to be like big macho tough guys who beat people up they're such pussies they, they won't stand up and lead themselves and take control of the situation they have to be told what to do they have to give over their authority to managers or the promoter and it's insane to me like these people will not fucking listen you know like MMA is an individual sport, right? So is tennis, so is golf, right? Those are individual sports. Those are the sports that we should be comparing ourselves to. What did those sports do? The, the athletes created an association together, and they run the fucking show, right? But fucking combat sports athletes are too fucking stupid to get their shit together, to be able to do the same thing that tennis or golf did. It's crazy to me. But, like... What are you going to do? So you got to live your life the best for yourself because a lot of these people are just not, they're not going to do it on their own. I think a to... lot of, a, a lot of it just comes down to uh, a lot of men have a, a fear of uncertainty. 
You know, they, they just the can't, they can't ha- have... yeah, they just can't deal with uh, things not being, you know, stable. And it, it what, what, a lot, a lot of times I hear a lot of uh, people talk about job security. Oh, you know, I, I, I like this, I like this company. It's, you know, it's giving me real job security. There's no such thing as job security. Like yeah. you're, that company will fire you at, at, at a drop of a hat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At any given time. There's no such thing. Yeah, it's the just um, like, just the like, unknown scares a lot of people. Just you know, like, it's like you have this situation you're in that's kind of shitty, and you could make things better, but like there's no other ship that they can see, so like they don't know. They're like, "What if, well, if we jump off of this shitty ship? We might jump into nothing." So you have to like build a whole damn goddamn ship for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Abundance mentality. I I will always be employed because I have skills. I will always have women because I am attractive. It applies to everything. Right? I will always have friends because I'm like, you know. As fighters, you're you're gonna make money. You're gonna get fights because you're good at fighting, and people want to watch you. It doesn't matter the promotion. That's like, why I say it's all skill. It's all skill. Muhammad Ali fight. Like it didn't matter who the fuck represented Muhammad Ali. They wouldn't watch Muhammad Ali fight. People yeah. want to watch John Jones fight. It doesn't matter what promotion he fucking goes to. People are gonna pay to watch John Jones fight. Yeah, yeah. But these guys. They don't. They don't see it in themselves. I think it's just a rejection buffer. Like when guys join groups of, of the same thought, like whatever Christ pill or whatever <laughs> pill. Um, I think it's just a rejection buffer. If we all get together and we all pray hard enough, or we all complain hard enough, or we all attack the red pills hard enough, we will get laid and we will have opportunities to marry. Right. Mm-hmm. But nothing can stand up to Thor's hammer. So just hope. Open up. <laughs> a little heavy right now, guys. Sorry. <laughs> So abundance mentality, I mean, that brings us to the sort of, you know, last uh, concept I have here, which is uh, availability of options in the sexual marketplace. So the last concept is that uh, men of all ages have opportunities to navigate the complexities of the sexual marketplace. And uh, Rolo debunked the idea that marriage guarantees insulation insulation from loneliness or dissatisfaction, which some of that we've already talked about. That's a big piece of the Jesus pill, though, is to guarantee that as part of their their spiel is that it does guarantee it. You can see that with Matt Walsh, I think, right now. Oh, no, it guarantees it. And, and that's just not true, unfortunately. Yeah, it's the I mean, it, it, uh, I, I talk about it in my book a little bit, too, because I know, Thor, you you do recommend guys sort of do the. um if they want to get married, do the ceremonial wedding with an exchange of vows. But even that exchange of vows is no guarantee. You know? No guarantee at all. And when I do recommend that, there's a lot that goes with it. And, and uh, really, it's the man's responsibility to put that together for her to join his mission. It makes it a little bit more impact, but there's no guarantee. Yeah. Well, that's those are all the concepts of this. Let's uh, let's we do have some super chats, so we appreciate it. Let's go through some of these super chats. And Jack's back. Here we go. Hey, Jack. Can I say thank you in the chat? Thank you, guys. I know some people were asking me some questions. I can't really type because of the dysphoria, uh, but it doesn't really matter because Ryan saw my typing before, so it's the same. <laughs> it's, just, it's just as bad as it always was. Pretty much isn't there. So thank you, though. I can't really respond, but appreciate it. All right, so the first one we got uh, CHD sent a dollar ninety nine super chat. Uh, we'll we'll give him we'll give him. This I was one. just gonna say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Uh, he says, "Whoa, Thor's back." Of course he is. Of course he is. He's the god amongst men. And he picked up the hammer, so <laughs> <laughs> still worthy. He's still worthy. Yeah, still worthy. Uh, I'll work on swinging it later. 
The uh, Smoking Patriot, 499 Super Chat. Thor's back, raising my mug of mead to you, good sir. I'm going to give him... I'm going to give him this one. Respect the cock and tame the cunt. God damn right. And then we've got nonstop Dre sent a $2 super chat. He says, of course, couch is too alpha to ever feel lonely. Is that true, couch? Except for the alpha part. I don't think that's <laughs> a glitch. I don't think I'm bragging about it, Am though. I, right? I think it's just kind of one of those, like, my skin's brown. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> really that's fascinating like not hard r brown but soft soft yeah. a maybe maybe soft a okay uh, very soft a <laughs> non-stop dre uh i'll give him a, another one i'm just gonna here. say it this guy fucks am i right uh people always call me weird for enjoying solitude well i mean you're weird for other reasons i think yeah i know right dre's kind of weird but we like you dre yeah <laughs> It says, uh, Matt Walsh, God is on my side. She'll never divorce. Good <laughs> luck with that, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Talking about whores, people. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Um, <laughs> They're fucking bird. Would you guys, let's see. So the last one here is uh, nonstop Dre with a $2 super chat. Would you guys be open to get TFM? Oh, is that turd flinging monk? I've never seen any of his stuff. Right. Who, is that? Who is that guy? Oh, boy. <laughs> right. You know what? You know what? Just just give me uh just give me some time. I'll Google it. We don't have to <laughs> look look for Celestina on Instagram. Oh jeez. Oh, oh, but what? he is he what? is pretty intelligent though. For all his like sex doll stuff, he yeah. is pretty intelligent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you guys Rick's spoiled the magic. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I, I don't need the trailer. I don't need the trailer. I, I'm already I'm already I'm already gonna watch. Look this up. Right. <laughs> is is turd flinging monkey a Damn, that's a cold ass honky? Is he a cold ass honky? I don't know. Oh, he did. He did come on the show once, like three years ago, yeah. back when Donovan was still here, and I missed it that day. Red and I watched. Dude. It was just Donovan yelling at him for two hours over the sex doll he couldn't understand. I was like, "Yeah, oh boy!" And they had that Missandry Today guy who ended up being like some grocery store clerk, oh, trying to pretend like he was a lawyer. Oh, it was just a train wreck. <laughs> so why do I miss all the good stuff? Yeah, I always miss the good stuff. Damn it! Good's a subjective word, there, Nuke. <laughs> The spicy stuff. The stuff yeah. that makes me laugh. <laughs> there you go. All right. Stuff. Oh, Let's, he had uh, Down syndrome. I forgot about that. He had the T-Rex arms. Yeah. Not Tearfling and Monkey, the misandry guy. That guy, yeah. dude, that guy was something else, man. I, I love entertainment, but wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's when you yeah. remember when you're arguing with guys in the manosphere. Just remember, that's who you're arguing with. Go look it up. Yeah. The misandry today. I can't remember what his real name is. Somebody docks him. Some what about that... Uh, Roman statue counter turned out to be this like skinny, fat, weird looking dude that was like completely opposite of like the Chad Ubermensch. Like that was like in 2000, that was like pandemic. I think that was during the pandemic. Wait, wait, like, going to narrow account? it down, isn't there like a dozen of them? There's One like of them a thousand a of those. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't remember the name. Never mind. <laughs> it's probably all of them. But... <laughs> yeah, well, you uh, tell by the content they produce, it doesn't live because it's not real. It was just yeah, it's like alpha masculinity, Roman just... statue. You know, just, go outside. Just, just meaningless platitudes. Yeah, I know, know that yeah. Carnivore Carnivore Aurelius was doxxed to be a chick, but mm. I don't know really, yeah. Apparently, that was a chick running that account. Maybe even liked, though it, maybe she liked eating meat there, Carnivorous. You know, yeah, no, yeah. but she kept talking about masculinity and what men should do and blah blah blah. And all these guys were following Carnivore Aurelius. Turn and that's how the long house gets you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, you know what? What first outed her as a woman is when she showed off her bookshelf to the other autists, and they're like, it's color coded. They're like, no guy color codes his bookshelf. 
Run. It's a trap. It's yeah. a trap. Run. That's something a chick would do. That's terrible. All right. Let's uh let's go around the I want to become a Twitter historian. Can I can I become a Twitter historian just to like document all this shit? Do Dude, it. You would be way bigger than this shithole. Way bigger. All right, John, let's start with you, man. Let's uh oh, shit. final thoughts and and what are you up to? Uh don't worry about being alone. Um, in fact, if you're not if you're not good with like being on your lo- on your own alone, happy, if you can't do that by yourself, then you probably shouldn't be in a relationship anyways. Yeah. Right. You're depending on someone else to bring your your happiness. Like you should you should be have your life set up to where you're happy, and you don't really need a lot of people around you to operate. Um. And then once you got that, then start adding, start adding people on. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I got my podcast, John Fish Love Nothing, tomorrow at seven. I'm watching fights. I watched Bare Knuckles yesterday, a little bit of the one championship. UFC is tonight. Um, and then I got programs on Gum Road, teach you how to fight. I'm working on another one from, uh, I've got actually like five seminars that I recorded that I have to edit and write stuff up and get them out i got one almost ready so those will be coming down the pipe in the next couple months that's about it all right sounds good nuke what's going on uh it all comes down to becoming your own point of origin right um there's a lot of accounts and institutions and podcasts or whatever that all claim to worry about you and care about you right like the other day uh candace owen said drinking is bad Prohibition was the best thing to happen in America. Okay, what? All these people claim to care about the country and the future of the country, but I am so glad during the pandemic that people were allowed to drink or else they would have burned this whole place down, right? <laughs> so at the end of the day, um, it's nothing scarier, especially to a young guy who's been told his whole life uh, to do the right thing for everyone else. So it's supposed to be scary. You're going to be terrified. Like I said, you're going ha- to sleep with three girls in two weeks or whatever amount of time. And they're all going to leave happy with the grin on their face. And you're going to go back to your quiet, peaceful life. You're going to be like, what the hell? I'm I'm actually happy. And uh, like, I didn't I don't need to get married to, to feel this kind of peace. And that's when it all flips. But until then, guys, just be careful. And uh, yeah, just be your own mental point of origin. It's harder. It's simple, but it's hard. Right. And uh, yeah, just follow me on YouTube. Kalio Nuclear. Thank you. Oh, Jack, you're up, man. Hello. So. My channel is in the chat that read morning last night for you this mo- sorry red evening last night for you guys this morning for me with Rob from Rob says.net and Nuke was on there too because it was his one year anniversary uh, since we had him on the show for the first time. Tomorrow we're doing post zero and we're going through a couple of arch winger posts that will be nice. me, Nuclear Caudillo, uh, Red Hawk. Uh, from the political guys might know him chat of arabia from twitter archwinger himself of course uh governor megatron and we'll see who pops up more and that's it from me channels in the chat man archwinger is such a a down-to-earth like regular dude you know i i I, I learned about him from ryan but uh, then actually meeting and talking to him you're like it's not what i expected you know (laughs) He, he doesn't look like i imagined i don't know but, he uh, replies to my posts, and I'm just like, dude, you, why are you replying to my posts? I'm an idiot. <laughs> my IQ is like 90. <laughs> that's part of that brotherhood. There's I thought it was 83. Is that what you used to have? 82.7. 82.7. Chesty. 
There's yeah. a lot of good guys out there, you know, in the wings. I sure. like that that Ryan drug him out of the shadows, and now he's uh, active on Twitter and, and tweeting and stuff, so that's good. Torsha gets credit for that. She actually got him face-to-face. -face. I was like, damn oh. it. Like, I know how she did it, but, like, how'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Torsha got now, Okay. I'm just saying. And, we, uh, and we're keeping him. We're keeping them for ourselves on post zero, but you guys can have them sometimes. Yeah. We'll let you guys. We'll we'll loan them out. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you're up, man. Red on audio, in book, buy it. I'm getting some distance, so I'm going to start working on the hardcovers for all three. But talking to some artists, I want to start adding some old school art stuff like they used to have in the books from the 1800s. So we'll see. T-Rex. That <laughs> <laughs> T-Rex, please. Yeah, and then beyond that, just checking for pennies. If you haven't, if you have not seen my Tekken for pennies promo yet, just watch it. I it's did. Worth. It's good. Yeah, it's well worth. And that's on the gaming channel, so just join that. I'm so over the manosphere. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> Are you going to leave the manosphere here pretty soon? I have to do that video that I'm leaving the manosphere, and then continue to make manosphere videos for three more years. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. That's now Rolo's right. You can't leave. Yeah. I'll be sitting on Sydney Watson. She's going to ask me about the cuck article. It's you, never, you can never leave. Blood in, blood out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thor, man. Uh, yeah, it's thanks. So everybody. good to see you today. Oh man, so good to be here. Thanks everybody. Come see us on the Dragon Ship. Of course, very much uh, appreciated people that come there. Just like Rule Zero, uh, all of them really great guys. I, I will uh, say thanks to all these guys for being inspiring. It is uh, good to see y'all, and we'll see much more of you. Thank you to the chat. I'll I'll leave you with one thing, guys. Never sack your, never sacrifice your freedom for safety. Goes in your into your marriages, your relationships. Don't go for the safety. Always go for the freedom. Life will be on mission if you do that. Everywhere, just do it that way. That's it. All right, it's good good advice. All right, uh, guys. Get an autographed copy of my book. I still have some available here. Um, tune into the podcast Monday. I will be live Monday. I've moved my usual pre-record interview show to uh, next Friday because I'm traveling to uh, uh, go to a friend's wedding. I got to try to talk him out of it. Um, this is his second wedding. It's like, bro, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> so I got, I'm flying out there to do that. Uh, so my guest then will be... Uh, uh, Daverick Lyles from Black Ice Reality Check. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's a he's a smart dude. Um, so that tune into that episode on Friday. Other than that, guys, please again one last push here. Uh, support Thor and Missy. I'll drop a, a link to that one more time in the chat. And thank you to everybody that donated today. Other than that, we will see you guys on Rule Zero. Uh, actually, tune into the Dragon Ship. This will redirect to the Dragon Ship. Tune into that right after this. But otherwise, we'll see you on Rule Zero next week. This has been Rule Zero. New episodes every Saturday morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Subscribe now.